Welcome to Growing Empowered Eaters. I'm your host, Ahuva Magda Hirschkop, mom of three, registered dietitian, and women's empowerment coach. I work with women around the world to support them in reclaiming their power, tapping back into their intuition, and harnessing the true power of the dinner table to raise empowered humans. Want to find out how? Listen along and you'll be sure to learn. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, I wanted to talk to you because you guys probably know that before every single time that I work with a client, whether it's in group coaching, whether it's starting a program, whether it's working with me one-on-one, I always jump on the phone with them. I always speak to clients. I always want to make sure that before I'm ever working with clients, um, that it's a good fit, that you know, that I'm the right support for them, that we really jive together. And there's one thing that I often hear from clients who reach out, who want to talk sort of about, you know, what's happening or from people who follow me on social media, who, you know, will talk about their meals and the idea that we don't need support or that there is nothing really to be gained from seeking support around meals and feeding and raising empowered humans at the table. Sometimes when I'm speaking to people, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, our dinners are fine, or I feel really good about this, or, you know, like it just is what it is, um, and sort of just brush off, at, you know, that they don't really need support, or they're actually resistant to the idea of change, right? Some people who are like, well, I hate what's happening now. I'm really unhappy, but also... I don't think that I need someone to tell me, like, I already know all the things, right? I already know all the things that I should be doing. I already know all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, So I don't really need help. And, you know, I am never in the business of convincing people to work with me or convincing people to get support. I always really think that it's most important that, you know, we do it at a time where, you know, you feel really good about jumping in where parents are excited to be making these changes, where parents are excited for the potential that they might see. But I also do think it's interesting, you know, often the reasons that parents will give or moms and women will give for not wanting support or not feeling like they need support are actually the reasons that they often most need the support and really ideally should be reaching out and should be exploring what that could look like. And so let me know, let me tell you what I, what I mean by this. And there's three reasons that I normally see this a lot in the parents that I'm speaking to and the women that I'm speaking to is that number one, so many women just assume that feeding is just one of these things that we need to just slog through, right? Um, you know, we sort of paint the picture so often of the the martyr, you know, the mother martyr, um, and that role that so many of us are supposed to, I'm, I'm doing air quotes, although you guys can't see me, but you know, that we're supposed to be filling, right? Mothers are people who sacrifice themselves, who go without, who, you know, do all the things that nobody else wants to do, right? Could you imagine like, thinking about all the things that, that, you know, it's true that so many of us do for our kids. Um, You know, I hate vomit and I've dealt with vomit for my kids, right? There's lots of things that we do that we sacrifice that objectively happen as women, as mothers, as people who are raising humans. But we paint this picture so clearly of 
the mother martyr figure, right? Of someone who has to sacrifice and it's not fun and it's not enjoyable and it's, you know, stressful and it's all of the things and nobody ever focuses on themselves and all those things that we've come to know with, you know, that the martyr culture around parenting and around mothering in particular. But we sort of just tack that on, right? That mealtimes are just supposed to be this thing that like parents hate or that mothers hate or that are so unenjoyable, but we just do them because, you know, we have to do them for, uh, for our kids and it just, it sucks, but whatever, right? So when that happens, and especially when when parents and when women in specific already have negative associations at the table as kids, right? So now we're seeing it both from the parental lens and both both from this, you know, feminine lens and this, this mother nurturing martyr lens of the table kind of sucks. We and also have this association as kids of memories where the table kind of sucked because it was a really stressful place. It really feeds into the idea that, you know, this is just how it is. It's just how it has to be. It's just one of these parts of parenting that like, you just got to get through it and there's no way around it. It's super unenjoyable, but there's nothing we can really do about it. And so often, especially for the parents who have that negative association, right? So again, they're seeing it from both lenses, from both sides. It holds people back from ever even considering that there might be changes to be made, that there might be ways around this, that there might be things we can actually do to first off bring joy to the table, to first off bring pleasure and enjoyment to the table, to remind ourselves that mealtime and feeding and eating with our kids is about so much more than just about uh, getting through it even though it's awful. But never being able to even imagine what that looks like because from both sides we've been so jaded already around what the potential of the table is leaves so many families stuck in never getting the support, never even considering, never even thinking that maybe there is support to be had. Maybe there's more we can be doing here. Maybe it's actually a time where we can bring everyone together for connection, where they can they can actually come for, you know, bonding as a family, where this can be a beautiful space, not a space of stress, not a space of, oh, dear God, I have to be here again tonight. But it can actually be a place that brings our family closer together and bonds us in a really special way and creates our family culture in a really special way. So if you've ever found yourself stuck on your own personal memories of a stressful mealtime and a stressful table, it's quite possible and it's very likely that that's coloring your vision of what you think is possible for your family. Right? So if you as a kid remember hating meals and being forced to eat things you didn't like, or maybe it was tense, or maybe you always got in trouble, or maybe it was just like one of those places you wanted to run away from, just stop for a second and entertain the thought that maybe you feeling like you don't need to change anything, or there's no point in seeking support, or there's nothing to be done, is actually just 
in your own perception of what's possible at the table and not really what's actually possible for you. The second reason that so many women don't or feel the need to not ask for support or not reach out for support is this idea that we always again come back to that it's such a maternal thing to be able to to feed our kids. And you know this starts even as early as when we talk about, you know, things like breastfeeding and you know there's the oh, it's so natural right breastfeeding is so natural it's such a natural thing that people do natural 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 and so many women feel really left out of this conversation when they actually physically aren't able to breastfeed um they you know when we talk about things that are natural it sort of presents the expectation that we should all be able to do it, right? Human bodies do lots of different things. Some people run a three-minute mile. Doesn't mean we are all able to do it. But this idea that feeding our kids is a natural thing, right? It's just a thing we should be able to know. And as we are looking for validation at the table, which so many women are, and hinging their whole value as women, as mothers, as you know, trying to see if they're a good mother and a good woman and all of these BS things that we've been fed for so long, no pun intended, it's impossible then for women so often to reach out for support because how can you possibly tell someone that you don't know how to do something that is just a natural thing to do, right? When somebody presents to the hospital, let's say, and they say, you know, I can't pee. Something is something about my body right now is not allowing me to pee. The idea of not being able to do that. Now, yes, I know this is a funny example to be giving, but that's something that you're like, oh my God, like a body can't do that. That's just, that's so, you know, we all do it 10 times a day without even thinking about it. If you have to think about it, we already know there's an issue. But that is not what feeding is. It is not we present it to women specifically as something that if you are a mother, if you're a woman, you just have a gene that lets you know how to properly nourish a family, how to feed your kids, how to use the table, how to use the table to raise empowered humans, not to you know, increase your kid's risk for having food issues down the road, right? Not talk about food in a way that is going to make them feel guilty every time they eat something. We want them to be empowered. We want them to love the table. We want so many things for them. And we as women should just know how to do that. And when you sort of list it out, right? And when you list out, even as a dietitian, how much schooling I've had to do and forget the schooling that I had to do, but then the internship and then writing my exam. And then that was just like the day one education. Then came the real education of actually supporting and, and holding space for hundreds of clients to come through and working through these challenges with families and really, you know, bringing the joy back to the table with them and supporting them and reclaiming what the table can mean to them. It's obscene and nuts that we expect that women should just biologically know how to do this work. And it holds women back. The assumption and this this fallacy that, that women should just be able to know 
how to feed their kids. And it's something that if you're just a woman, you should be able to know or you failed your kids as a mother and you failed as a woman. Holds women and families back from ever being able to see the true potential of the table because how quote unquote embarrassing is it to have to reach out for support in something that you're just supposed to know. And so the stress and the thought of, I should just be able to do this is one that is a reason that a lot of women don't reach out for support and never again see the full capacity and the full potential of the table because their their fear and their judgment of themselves and the validation that they're hinging on their idea the idea of themselves and their ability to do this one thing holds them back from ever actually being able to do that thing well. Because feeding and feeding a family well is not about just, you know, having kids. It's not just about being a woman. It's about having the tools and the skills and the the full embodiment of the person that you want your kids to become, being able to step into that role, step fully into that role, step fully into the your, their power so that they can use the table in the way that they actually want to be able to. And so if you've ever thought, you know, I shouldn't really need to ask for this support, then I would encourage you to remember and to consider that it's not a biological thing and that everyone needs support. And it's not only we need support to bring it back to the table, to bring the joy back to the table, but to see the full capacity for what the table can do for our family. It's like if you have a car that drives premium gasoline. And this analogy could be totally wrong, but if we have a car that drives, pre, you know, needs premium gasoline, I'm sure that you could that you could fill it with just regular, right? I'm sure that you could give it just the regular stuff, and it would drive, but it would constantly be eroding the engine, right? It would constantly be creating blockages, and you know, the car might stop, and you might need to take it to the mark to the mechanic more, and it might not be as enjoyable as a drive, right? And so, it's not that we even need to reach out for support. Because the car could still be driving. You could still get your kids everything they need at the table, you know, from a nutrition standpoint, or they could just be fed. But the full potential, the full capacity for what we can do needs to be able to develop the tools and the skills that's the premium gasoline that gets us to where we want to go, but also you know, constantly cleans the engine as it drives or builds up and protects the car and really, you know, has us seeing the full, the full potential for what it can possibly do. And the third reason that, you know, parents and women specifically don't reach out for support is because they can't even imagine what it could look like. And, you know, I see this again a lot with women who are like, it's fine whatever's happening is fine. It's just fine. And I think that we say fine as sort of just like, that's all, but is fine really all that we want to go for. Again, you know, we could just have that drive or we could have the drive with the regular gasoline, but is fine really what we want to be going for? 
But if you're at the pump and there's either the the handle or the you know the button for the regular gasoline or there's a couple of buttons that are just kind of empty and you have to imagine and pretend or like think about what might be in those in those gas pumps of course you're going to go for the regular right if somebody is like you know there's this apartment and you know exactly what's in it or we can give you another apartment to to rent but like you don't know anything about it There's no real reason. It might be a beautiful palace. It also might be a hole in the wall. And so the inability to hold a picture and hold a vision for what is possible for your family is one of the reasons that parents never actually reach out for the support that that their family so desperately needs. And that's, you know, why we invest in coaching and that's why so many families and, and women come and work with me because holding the vision for what can become, for the power and the beauty that can happen, is where working with coaching comes in. Because even when families and women cannot see what can become and what the table can mean for them and how they can actually change the lives and change the trajectories, change their own lives, impact their own lives by making their own changes at the table, stepping back into their own power at the table. Because when we start to do that, because it's an every single day thing, we start to see those ripple effects into every other area of our lives, right? Um, I posted about this, you know, that I exercise. um, And sometimes when things get hard, and a day isn't going the way that it, that it, you know, I want it to, or there's a day that, you know, something really challenging is happening. Or when I'm raising three babies in the middle of a, of a, you know, pandemic and it feels hard every time that I, you know, exercise and I push my body and it's hard, I have something to really call back on and remember that, you know what, I can actually do hard things. Now is going for a longer run something that is kind of easier than raising three babies and running a business in the middle of a pandemic? Absolutely. But the idea that I can do hard things when I do it time in and you know time out with exercising ripples into that, that memory ripples into everything else that I do in a day. Because when something is hard, right away, you know, subconsciously I go to, that's okay, I can do hard things. And so holding the vision for women of, you know, making these changes at the table can ripple and have impacts that we never could have even imagined in their own lives and start this learning and start this impact and ripple effect into every aspect of their children's lives. That's the vision that I hold for you. That's the vision that I know is is possible. And so even on days where you're like, I don't even see what could possibly be happening here. I don't even think that, I think that like this is crazy talk. Or even when clients sometimes, you know, have those days while we're working together of, I know, you know, we're working then and we're seeing these changes and this is happening and that's happening, but this is crazy talk. Can this really happen? Holding the vision is what coaching is all about. And so if there's something that you desire, if there's, 
if there's an impact that you desire in your own life, if there's an impact that you want your kids to be able to have, but you can't quite see that vision yet, often it stops people reaching out for support when in actual fact, that's the support that they need, is holding the vision for what's possible for their meals and for the ripples into every other area and aspect of their lives and the lives of their children. So if you've been sitting and thinking, you know, I don't really know if I need any support. I don't really know I'm in this space and I I like what's happening, but I don't really know. Just ask yourself where that thought might be coming from. Do you walk to the table every single night and think, this is the happiest space of my of my day and my kids' day. This is the space that we all can't wait to get to. This is the space where everything that is happening, I'm like, yes, I am raising the kids with the food relationships that I want to be. Yes, I can see my kids growing and lighting up and becoming so empowered and advocating for themselves and feeling so confident at my table. Because if that's not the thought that we're having, if that's not the way that we're showing up, there's still work to be done. And the reasons you think that you might not need support might actually be the reasons that you do. Just going to sit with that for a minute. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, what was an aha moment for you. Take a screenshot while you're listening to this episode. Send it to me as a DM over on Instagram so I can say thank you. But just think about sometimes the reasons that we think that we don't need support are actually the reasons that we desperately do. Have a great week, all. Thanks for listening to Growing Empowered Eaters. Before you go, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a five-star review and take a screenshot and send it to me over on Instagram at my handle at ahuva, A-H-U-V-A, RD so that I can say a proper thank you for joining me on this mission to growing empowered eaters.